The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. Welcome to the Friends in Recovery Podcast, the podcast that is here to help you, a loved one, or a friend get started down the road to recovery. This is the Friends in Recovery Podcast, brought to you by the Genesis House. Genesis House, providing a safe, nurturing environment to heal from addiction since 1992. Please be a friend and share our message with a friend on Podbean, iTunes, iHeartRadio, or YouTube. And now, here are your friends in recovery. Hey, welcome everybody. Friends in Recovery podcast. We're broadcasting live from the Studio 21 podcast cafe up in Salem, New Hampshire. And this is a wonderful place, a real oasis. We love it here. Yes, we do, Mike. And, um, <laughs> I'm Mike Miles. Um, Ed Chacho back a second week, Mike. Yep, two weeks in a row. It's unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> we are your friends in recovery, and come get sober with us. You can reach us at help at friendsinrecoverypodcast.com. You can call us at our 800 number, 800-989-6504, or friendsinrecoverypodcast.com. Also look for us on Facebook, Twitter. Um, I'm sorry. Instagram. Be sure to like us and subscribe. We would like to thank Genesis House for sponsoring Friends of Recovery Podcast. We're very fortunate last week to have Stephanie Dodge here. Yeah, that was a great show. Great show. Yeah. Great show. Absolutely. And uh, the Genesis House has been great. They've been sponsoring us, going on our six months, and our numbers are through the roof. Yep. So now back to Studio 21 Podcast Cafe and our show. And we're very fortunate today to have two very knowledgeable, hardworking, dedicated um, retired police officers, and they, uh, they're cops helping cops and beyond. Yeah. And what do you got over there? Well, we got, uh, we got Joe um, Rizzuto. Rizzuti. Rizzuti. Joe I know Rizzuti. you're in New York. I know. Uh, Rizzuto. 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 This is Red Sox country. <laughs> and Tommy, Tommy, you're going to have to help me with your last name. Green Elch. Green Hall. Green Hall. Green, Green Hall. Hall. Sorry, All right. Green Hall. close. All right. Um, so like Mike said, you guys, cops helping cops. And uh, I, I, we can't see the brochure, but we got a little, uh, it says Greater Lowell Emergency Service um, Critical Incident Stress Management. Um, I guess we'll talk a little bit about that, kind of mm-hmm. what you guys are doing with that piece. And, uh, and, and you know, I, I am a huge component on um, helping cops and, and first responders. That's, that's my passion in life. Um, I, told, I tell a story. You just have to look it up in, in some of the past shows. But I always wanted to be a cop. I always wanted to be a fireman. Um, but my drinking got in the way. And, um, you know, I just have a, 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 you know, I don't understand how you guys run into things and, and you know, I'm running the other fucking way. <laughs> you know, um, it just it just boggles my mind. And, and thank you guys for all your years of service. We really appreciate you too, Mike. Mike's a retired cop and, and everybody, all the cops out there listening and firefighters and first responders. Um, so I promised Mike I wouldn't do a long-winded. <laughs> <laughs> too late. <laughs> So listen, but, uh, but we wanted to get into what you guys are doing. Right. But you have something to say, though. No, right? I just want to say this has been a bad week for law yeah, enforcement. Absolutely, uh, yeah. yeah I mean, maybe you could just touch on that a little bit. Uh, either, either one of you, so whoever wants Tom, to start. Yeah, this week in Weymouth, Massachusetts, we had an officer killed in the line of duty. Um, unfortunately, shot in his head responding to an incident. It's the second one in a couple of months. We had one in April down in Yarmouth, down in Cape Cod. Similar type thing, an execution of a warrant. An officer was shot in the head, lost his life. So. Yeah been a tough uh, couple of months for the law enforcement community here in Massachusetts and across the country. Well, you guys are always in our prayers, and uh, you know, we'll keep those their families in our prayers, too. And, uh, you know, it's sad when you hear that. And, uh, 
you know that that's that thing you guys run into it and we run away from it and you know unfortunately that that happens there are bad guys out there and it sucks and, and along know? with the line of duty that's i mean the suicide rate among public safety tom you could touch on that it's been our passion my, myself and tom to try to put an end to the madness you can talk a little bit just in massachusetts i know this is nationwide but our numbers here in massachusetts yeah we put a very heavy emphasis on suicide prevention intervention in massachusetts and unfortunately despite the work we still have members of all uniforms taking their life um, just in the past quarter we lost from three different uniforms people to suicide it is it is stressful and and working with cops and and just being around cops it, it's it's very stressful i can tell that and and when you guys come into treatment where you're you know your your brothers come into treatment and sisters they're they're definitely down and out and in in a bad spot um because they always want to protect and serve and and that's what they do but then they got to rely on this drug and alcohol piece and mm-hmm. you know that craziness in their minds and you know, some of them go to that extreme and take their lives, unfortunately, you know. And, um, you know, we're, we're always here for you guys. And, and, Mike, you have the numbers. You know, let's give out your number real quick. You guys, your per, your personal numbers, give those numbers out so anybody out there struggling with anything can get a hold of these guys at um, at your phone number here and give these guys a call as far as, uh, as, far as anything goes. Let's get that right off the bat and done with. So the emergency number for our unit, which is the Greater Lowell CISM team, it's part of the Mass State Peer Support Network, which I'll talk about in a minute. Yep. But to reach our team, it's 833-444-CISM. 833-444-CISM. And there'll be someone on that phone 24-7 to take the call and get you the appropriate services, depending on what the issue is at the time. Good. And, and if you don't remember the number, it'll be in our liner notes, too. And, so. and just to, do, to touch on, to, to set Tom up, um, we're very fortunate in Massachusetts, uh, you know, this... Uh, police officers in, in general don't like to to, to talk mm-hmm. and uh, this goes back we're very fortunate to have the Boston Police Peer Support the old stress unit a gentleman by the name of Ed Donovan uh, there's a great book out there called The Shattered Badge it started really in 1974 where he uh, seen a big need Ed's still alive he's down in Florida if you're listening Ed uh, um, and he put together a program that's been the what Tom the it's been the footprint mm-hmm. f- throughout the country sure. throughout the world for police stress mm-hmm. and uh, and we're just taking it one step further. We're very fortunate in Massachusetts to have folks like Tom and, and facilities like your own. Thanks. And and wasn't Boston or Massachusetts one of the forefront or one of the leaders in doing a yeah. stress management or stress uh, That's stress the Boston Police Stress Unit in yeah. 1974. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, oh, yeah. Well, that's what you're talking about. Yeah. Okay. That's them. Right. Actually yeah. started as an alcohol treatment program but it evolved into peer support. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And and we have them all over the country now. Yeah. Big and small um, uh Units have, have, you know, have it. So, you know, and, and it's out there for, for the help. Tell us a little bit about, you know, get into the, the, what you guys do. You know, what, you know if sure. they call that number, what, what, what service do you offer? Well, it's, it's part of the greater model. And, again, we call it the Mass State Peer Support Network. In Massachusetts, we're very fortunate. Every city and town has a team assigned to it that provides volunteer services by trained clinicians, peers, chaplains, on a 24-7 basis with a 90-minute response window. Okay. And the way this works is it's managed through the Department of Fire Services, which is one of the fallacies that law enforcement has. They believe if they call the number, they're going to get fire service personnel to come and help the cops. It's not the truth whatsoever. Mm-hmm. I serve as the co-director for the Greater Old team, and I did 35 years of public safety retiring as a police lieutenant. And I serve as the training coordinator for this network for the last eight years. Mm-hmm. So 
if you call as a law enforcement person, you're going to get law enforcement personnel to come and help you. Mm -hmm. If it's a corrections officer, we get a corrections officer. If it's an EMS or a dispatcher, the appropriate uniform match. Mm -hmm. And that's the first thing, because a lot of people will tell you otherwise, and it's not the case whatsoever. Okay. So under this network, um, the state sponsors it. There's a series of teams, as I said. We're about one of the teams within this, and they're broken up by fire districts just because they're managed by fire service. That's what they understood. And again, the training is fairly intense. There's a minimum three-day class that everyone has to go to to be part of this, to volunteer their time, okay. including the clinicians, including the chaplains. So it doesn't matter how much degree a degree you have, you can be a master's right. in everything, you still have to take this training to understand Tom, is that the system training? Through. Correct. Yes. Right. Um, yeah. We standardized on the International Critical Incident Stress Foundation model, which okay. is based down in Maryland. Uh, some people know it as the Mitchell model. Right. Okay. And the way it's done is we looked at many different um, treatment options in terms of peer support. And what we found is this is the most comprehensive for a pre-incident, during an incident, and post-incident. Okay. And that was an important piece to make sure all uniforms were served. And that's one of the things about this network. When the fire marshal agreed to service uniforms, he made it clear that it wasn't going to be just fire personnel. It was going to be any uniform. So as an example, our team... Civilian search and rescue, we're in the hospitals, we take care of dispatch, you know, the whole deal. Mm -hmm. If you've served or your family needs assistance, that that's would, a big that, that was going to ask if families, if families have access to this. Yes, they do. Because, you know, the, the, the families, we have a lot of families watching this show, and they might have a loved one that's a uniformed, you know, officer or, or uniformed civil, uh, per person, um, and... They don't know how to get their family's help. Right. And they can call and, and kind of talk to you guys. Hey, listen, you know, my, my wife is a cop and mm -hmm. whatever the case may be, you guys will yeah. honor that just the way as a uniform person right. would call. And okay. the other uniform we serve, which you didn't mention, is the military. Military is big, yes. So a lot of stress in the military. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what, what out of, um, <coughs> excuse me, out of um, all the branches and all the, uh, are the cops the, the biggest Phone calls that you see coming in through this? this um, I think it, it varies. There's no set. I'm going to see okay. this one more than the other, okay. I don't believe. Because um, they all have stresses. They're unique to the uniform sometimes. But under the uniform, people are people. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We forget that. We yeah. get hung up on the costume is what I call it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And um, when we get underneath that, the reactions are very similar. Yeah. Yeah. And one thing I noticed, and, I, and I'm glad you brought that up because, uh, I, I, like I said, I deal with a lot of cops, but cops, especially cops and, and firefighters too and EMT and everybody and military, but cops like to be cops. No offense mm -hmm. to you guys, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Um, Mike, you definitely not like that. I know Mike for years and years, but he knows how to turn that off, and that's all due to his recovery. He knows mm -hmm. how to turn... When it's time to be a dad, a, a husband, a wife, oh, you're, you're not a wife, are you? No, 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 no. <laughs> You didn't do that That's yet. That's my next venture. <laughs> That's the next show. <laughs> yeah, next show. Um, you know, they know so they don't know how to turn that. They don't know how to turn that off, and that's important. Is that is that correct? Is that important? It's to huge. Turn that you off? just hit us up. I'm, I'm I'm we're all retired here, and I I was my story is uh, I was um, hurt and wanted to do it a couple of times. I come into recovery because I was just sick and tired. Uh, you know, it was my choice, and uh, I was the stress officer for my department. Oh, wow. And um, when I needed help, I, I work, I volunteer, both of us at the Onsite Academy. We're a nonprofit that's been in business about 34 years now, yep. I guess. But um, the big thing is retirement. Our The five-year window after retirement, it's an identity issue. Mike, you, mm -hmm. you're newly retired, Tom, we're all three of us. I had the hottest time of... Uh, 
the identity of mm-hmm. you know I, I spent as Mike's a brother MP. I've been a cop since I was a, I was a kid. Wow. And when you you know you know Tom, you were with the fire service prior. When you leave this, um, nobody's giving you a party and a, a parade. Mm-hmm. Your identity is, lo- is you think it's lost. Mm-hmm. So it, we at the onsite and you know your facility, we're trying to structure programs that we can have the retirees to still have their foot in their game. You don't lose the identity. It's going to be with you for the rest of the life, but it's yeah. very important. It's that window where we see the addiction really spike. Mm-hmm. Um, if, you know, if you're not a drinker, we see alcoholism rear its ugly head at the, within those five years. Yep. And the life expectancy, I know Boston did a study a few years ago, really after retirement was five years, which is... Uh, Five, five to six years was too much. Too much. Yeah, yeah. Too, too it, much. It, it, it's you have to learn how to turn it off. And and Mike, you learned that. Did you learn that through the program and through AA and and know how to do that? I mean, you know, some of the cops out there who might be running on, you know, I'm Joe Cop and that's it, nothing else. You know, I'm, you know, did you learn how to do that, or was was that you early years or? No, I, I'm fortunate that I retired into being. I retired as the department's EAP. I worked the streets for 28 years, early nights in a cruiser, 4 to 12, and then I got my degree and my education, and I became the employee assistance professional. So now I'm in an unmarked cruiser, plain clothes, you know, have my office, and I'm helping people. So when I retired as a, um, the EAP and as a police officer after 35 years, I was hired back to work with police officers, and I also got a contract with the sheriff's department. So I kind of never really get out of the game. Yeah. You know, I'm still known and I'm, I'm in it but i can say from experience of treating hundreds of cops in the last 20 years in my office in chumsford um that there there is a um a, an identity crisis when you do leave um it, I, I think of joseph wamba who was a police officer out in um, california Fire boys absolutely yep and he's written so many books and in in, in that the uh, new centurions was was a great movie and everything but there was a cop george c scott played the part and he retires, and, you know, he just goes to the station three months, four months after he retires. No one even knows who he is. He was there for 28 years, 30 years, and he ends up taking his own life. Well, that was based on an actual police officer who wow. that happened to. And as we all know, we, we know people that have taken their lives or mm-hmm. have attempted to take their lives as a result of this job. And we'll have another guest on in a while that works in the prison. And, and it's just a very sad state because... The accessibility to handguns is right there. You're a police officer. Mm-hmm. You know. You've been to dozens of suicides, if not more. Um, it's the thought, the suicide ideation, they call it, is in your mind. And I think the accessibility of the firearm, the um, you know, the familiarity with people that have committed suicide, you're knowledgeable, you understand. And unfortunately, the life expectancy of the average male is about 80 years. It's gone down a little bit since the uh, opioid crisis mm-hmm. but the average life expectancy of a police officer is 60 that's 20 years difference God. yeah and it's sad yeah you know and and it's it's factual though. well it's it, it seems like from what you're saying mike is that they um that police officers are numb to this that it's just like an everyday humdrum type thing okay another suicide let's move on to the next thing right. is is that is that kind of what happens maybe when 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 uh you know they think of those thoughts i mean is that well what you guys, guys would know that because yeah, you guys are answering yeah, phones yeah. i think historically it's always <laughs> been suck it up Move on. Yep. We have calls we have to get to. Okay. We don't want to hear you crying. Okay. Right. It's changing. Yeah. The last Absolutely. five to eight years, I would say, right. the younger officers know there's something out there. Right. There's a model. Yep. They don't necessarily know what it is. Yeah. But they have a different as- different outlook on this whole career. It's mm-hmm. become more of a job than a career. Yeah. Versus, I think, in our time when we started, it was you 
tried to get that job because it was going to be a life job. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right. And you don't see that the same way no, as often. No, you're right. In, in 1987, Tom Fleming, um, Sergeant Tom Fleming and I went down to Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania to a seminar, and um, we, we were fortunate enough to go down. It was about cops helping cops, and we got some great information. Now, that was 1987. That was a while ago. Mm -hmm. And, you know, from that, we never – we hit the ground running. We started a business – Nonprofit. We didn't make any money. It's called New Attitudes, and all we did was help cops and their families. And then eventually, firefighters would be coming over because everybody's a different entity. Mm -hmm. You know, I saw dispatchers on your flyer, and that's so important. Yeah, I was absolutely. a civilian dispatcher when I got out of the army, and you know what? They get the calls. Mm -hmm. they, they're giving life-saving tips over the phone with somebody yeah. giving CPR to their baby. Yeah. I guess we're ready for a break. Um, according to Ed Sullivan over there, so we're gonna take a <laughs> quick break. We'll be back. We are listening to your Friends in Recovery podcast. Live from the Studio 21 podcast, podcast Cafe. We're very fortunate to have two very astute, knowledgeable yes. gentlemen here. And Absolutely. we'll be right back. Put that hammer down and check out the Don't Do It Yourself podcast. The Don't Do It Yourself podcast is a weekly podcast where Tommy Two Shoes and No Nonsense Nance sit down with a different specialist every week. If you're tired of unvetted and uninsured contractors charging too much money for not enough quality, you need to check out the Don't Do It Yourself podcast, the contractor's referral program. The Don't Do It Yourself podcast is live on YouTube every Thursday morning at 11 a.m. or on demand on iTunes, Podbean, iHeartRadio, or your favorite podcast catcher. Put that hammer down and don't do it yourself. Genesis House is a premier substance abuse and rehabilitation facility located in beautiful Palm Beach County, Florida. We have been providing the highest quality of addiction treatment since 1992 and are accredited by the Joint Commission. We offer a range of programs that include detox, residential treatment, dual diagnosis, a Christian track for people who want to incorporate their faith into treatment, a uniform services track, and we work with most major insurance carriers. Genesis House is led by a dedicated team of administrative and clinical professionals, and we stand on our commitment to excellence in recovery services. Contact us today to find out more about our program. Take the first step and call Genesis House at 800 737 or visit us on the web at www.genesishouse.net. That's 800-737-0933 or www.genesishouse.net. Begin your journey to a long and successful recovery with Genesis House. Soul Sessions is an intuitive life coaching service that provides a safe place for everyone to get the guidance they are seeking. Intuitive life coach Shanti Sincere Slade uses her powerful gifts of empathy, spiritual connection, intuition, human experience, and conscious listening to provide a safe place to evolve and shed light on the truth of who we all are, brilliant divine beings. Remembering ourselves as spiritual beings helps us to navigate through the human experience with more gratitude and ease. For more information or to book a free 30-minute telephonic consultation, please visit our website at www.soulsessions.com. That's www.soel for seeing ourselves evolve lovingly, sessions with an s.com. We can all use a little guidance. Richie Lombardi, the step guy, joins us once a month on the second Tuesday 
where we plan to get in-depth with each of the 12 steps to recovery. Come get sober with the Friends in Recovery podcast and Rich, the step guy, Lombardi. Also, don't forget to subscribe to our podcast to get this and every episode each and every week. Welcome back, everybody. Um, you're listening to Friends in Recovery podcast live from the beautiful Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. Um, we uh, we actually have something, uh, a portion of the show we're doing right now, right? We absolutely are doing it. <laughs> we'll get this down one day. <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to the Time Takes Time portion of the show, sponsored by Genesis House. This is where we ask our friends in recovery to email us your sober anniversary uh, anniversary, so we can celebrate them with you. And congratulations to the following. Um, Karen P., Fairfield, Connecticut, eight months. Susan M., Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, six years. Jenny D., Princeton, New Jersey, 11 years. Val W., Danvers, Massachusetts, that's up here. Um, well, not, not too, too far from us, eight years. And Liz K., Minneapolis, Minnesota, seven months. Congratulations Absolutely. to everybody. Congratulations. Yep. Yeah, awesome. that's, that's great, you know, get, getting all that time. Um, if you'd like to celebrate your anniversary with us, please email us your um, first name, last initial, city and state, and anniversary date to help at friendsandrecoverypodcast.com. And uh, if we read your name on, on the show, we'll either send you a mug or a T-shirt. Um, and remember, time takes time, sponsored by Genesis House. And listen for your name in our next uh, in our upcoming shows. Welcome back, guys. Um, Joe and Tommy from the uh, uh, Greater Lowell Emergency Services. I can't read the, the brochure <laughs> over there, but uh, um, you guys um, kind of set up a, a little, uh, not a little, but a big hotline, helpline. Um, well, Tommy, you did, and, and to, to help first responders, basically. Yep. Um, as I said, I serve as the co-director for the Greater Lowell team. It's part of a state network. Okay. And people can access that network. We're in the process of putting a website up. There's a placeholder website currently. Okay. But if they go to www.m, as in Michael, S-P-S-N.org, that's the, the website which will access in all the teams across the state. Give you information about the training programs we offer and things to that effect. And okay. if you are throughout the country and you don't have you have any questions, please call us. Um, you, some, you know, some states don't have this. Absolutely. Yeah. I uh, just want to touch real quick. In Massachusetts, we're very fortunate because of the work that Ed Donovan done to have what we call badge meetings. Yeah. It's open to all uniform services, and what differs us from the uh, it's confidentiality. Yeah. And it's also like a stress meeting because you don't have to be an alcoholic to come to our meetings or an addict. You can have uh, one of the biggest. Uh, Things in law and public safety is administrative betrayal. Guys having bosses that are just jerks. They need to vent. You can come to our meetings. Every in every one of our meetings here in Massachusetts is at least a peer counselor that can recognize somebody that's being triggered. Because the big difference between us and the normal AA um, meetings is that they come in and you can be talking about something that will trigger the guy next to you. And it's important that we have that level of of, of talent to, to take your side yeah. and get you the help. So, so, it's, so it's like a mental health check. <laughs> yeah, but it's a, it's a me. We keep the meetings confidential. If you need, to, if you have any questions, you can get in touch with me through uh, this program, and we can tell you where the meetings are here in Massachusetts. Or if you're interested in starting a meeting throughout the United States, a badge meeting, which we really could use uh, throughout the country, 
get in touch with me. Yeah, absolutely. Do you have a number? Yeah, you, you can get you know you can get in touch with me at my uh, email. It's reveal114 at gmail.com. Okay, and all these numbers will be in our, mm -hmm. our notes. So if you guys miss it, just at the end of the show, just go scroll sure. through the bottom of the show, and uh, and you know we'll it'll it'll all be there. So so you guys are doing uh, well, um, Tommy. You're both of you guys are doing great great work and and setting this lineup. I guess Tommy, you're more of the 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 organizer of this it's it's part of the state network i'm just one of the pieces one of the pieces in the puzzle yeah, so to yeah. speak and, and and it's wonderful you know cops helping cops uh uniform services whatever it might be you know it, there's help out there and the badge meetings um you know I've, I've always been asked to go to a couple badge meetings by a, a state trooper um i think he has one up here um, yeah well hopefully steve have. you know steve yep. right yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i think that's who put us in touch steve and uh, he goes, go see this guy who has a hot dog truck. I know you don't want me to mention a hot dog truck, but, but I, I met you at your hot dog truck. Yeah. I'm like, what are you talking well, you, about? You, again, go, go see I, this guy. I, you know, it's funny. I, I wrote a book in, in, in my retirement. The one thing I, you know, because you get sober, uh, I wrote a book and I needed something to do totally different. I opened the hot dog cart and, uh, and it's actually great because folks were having a bad day. I have them come by and they sit down and have lunch. Oh, yeah. And it's a whole other chapter, but that's uh, well, it's, it's a great. therapy for it's you good. and them. And you know, it's good food. As Mike, yeah, Mike knows, good food. <laughs> Mike does know that. Yeah, so, um, speaking of Mike, he, as you can see, and well, and they can't hear, but we we don't have him sitting. Uh, uh, with us because we have a special guest with us. Um, I don't know what Ed's talking about, but I'm your co-host. <laughs> the Podfather. I'm the Podfather. Over the break, I dropped some weight and got a tan. <laughs> that was good. That was good, Pierce. <laughs> um, so it's Pierce Van... Van Dunk. Duke. Van Dunk. That's Pierce correct. Van Dunk. And you're right. the chaplain of the Middlesex House of Corrections. One of them, yes. One of them. Okay. Mm -hmm. And, and um, I'm sure this will all tie in somehow. Absolutely. Yes. Um, we'll, we'll make it tie. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Pierce, tell us a little bit about what's going on, what you do, and, and you know what message you have for the folks out there, Absolutely. You know, our viewing audience. Uh, so, I'm, uh, I'm one of the chaplains at the uh, Middlesex House of Correction, as uh, Ed mentioned. Um, I do a, uh, a lot of religious services with the, the inmates as well as the uh, officers at the House of Correction there. Uh, you see so much, uh, so much addiction in, uh, in corrections uh, on the officer side and the, uh, the inmate side, uh, especially with the inmates. Um, I'm no statistician, but mm -hmm. uh, if I had to guess, I'd, I'd say 9 out of 10, maybe 9.5 out of 10 <laughs> inmates <laughs> have, have something to do with uh, substance abuse, be yeah. they... Uh, addicts themselves or addicts in recovery, mm -hmm. be they uh, dealers, uh, whatever it might be, alcoholics, whatever it might be. So, so much what we do as chaplains is, is work through uh, what the inmates are going through and the officers are going through uh, regarding addiction from a spiritual perspective, mm -hmm. right? Uh, whatever your faith may be. My, myself, I'm a, I'm a Protestant chaplain. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a firm believer in Jesus Christ um, and the power of, uh, of the gospel to bring people out of addiction when you have the proper help the proper people around you uh, the proper services proper meetings but a huge component of that is faith yeah absolutely yeah. Oh, it's well a it's part of AA yeah of course yeah oh, it yeah. was the foundation of AA yeah it was, absolutely it was all a faith-based thing you know and, and faith doesn't have to be well we understand him as God uh, you know my, my God is my God but people you know just spirituality whatever the case may be is something that they need to believe until they could get to the next step exactly. do you see a lot of that in in prison or people who don't you know like you know, I'm in prison. What, what, why do I need to believe? I mean, do you see right. that? I see some of that, but I see the exact opposite okay. more, more often than not. Oh, okay. pe people, 
coming into prison and, and realizing, man, my life is out of control. Yeah. Man, I, I am completely addicted, completely beholden to this addiction. Uh, I'm, I'm at the at the mercy of the state, and, and I really need something to believe in mm -hmm. at this moment. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So they come to God. I, I see so many people who have never had anything to do with faith, nothing to do with religion, come to come to Christ, come to come to God, come to uh, whatever your faith may be mm -hmm. in, in that moment of despair. And, and that's definitely mm -hmm. a step towards recovery. Hope, you know, I, I you, get the tattoo. Hope is, you know, for us, hope yeah. is the key. Yeah, we, we, by the way, we're trying to recruit them. We do have a team. Our network would be nothing without our chaplains. <laughs> that's right. and, uh, the, we call it the God Squad. Yep. Yeah, God that's squad. that's yeah, what we're called in Bill Ricker, the God, God Squad. squad. Yeah, Father Paul, Father, you know, Rabbi Joe, we get some great people that we work with. Love to meet them. Love to meet them. At at, uh, at the middle success correction, they call us the God Squad too, and they call me the point guard. I'm the coordinator, so I I I, uh, I get everybody, you know, their their paychecks and make make sure uh, make make sure that uh, I'm a popular guy on payday. But, uh, so they call me the point guard of the God Squad. <laughs> so now you guys do work with chaplains. Tommy can get that. Right? Yeah, it's a big component of Huge. peer support here in Massachusetts. Okay. We have the Mass Corps of Fire Chaplains, which they have to be part of a fire agency vetted out by that department. And we've also had in the past the Mass Corps Police Chaplains. It's not quite as strong right now. But basically, chaplains that understand the subculture of the uniforms. Okay. And when they come, it's not about religion. It's about a spiritual presence and yep. being able to answer the big rights and wrongs of the yeah, world. Yeah, pretty yeah much. absolutely. I, I want to give a quick shout-out to Father Bill. He's... Um He's a chaplain for the state police. I had the uh, Bill Hamilton. Yes, you yeah. know Bill. Oh, very well. <laughs> okay, I just had the uh, the pleasure of working with him this past weekend, helping somebody out. And let me tell you, he he just kind of dove into it and ran yeah. with it, and and we we got a you know police officer some help. And uh, we talk know, about wonderful. police chaplains in the western part of the state. Father Bill is the name. Yep, yep. And on the eastern part of the state, Father Paul is. Oh, the I name. Okay. Father Paul is the best. Okay. Yeah, one of the best. Okay. Yeah. Now, do you know any of these guys? No, and I can't. We will. We will. We're going to meet them. <laughs> yep. we'll get I get you hooked up. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Ed, Ed, do we want to do the sincere moment and then uh, Oh, yeah, come, yeah. Let's, let's, let's do sincere moments. Right. Yeah. Let's See, do uh, that. And the pod follows on here gets all messed up. <laughs> <laughs> and now it's time for a sincere moment with Shanti Sincere Slade, brought to you by Soul Sessions. Peace and positive energy, beautiful souls. I am your intuitive life coach, Shanti Sincere Slade. Welcome to another edition of A Sincere Moment. Today, I wanna to talk to you guys about forgiveness. Mm, mm, mm. Something that is so hard for many of us to do. Why? Well, we think we're letting people off the hook, but in actuality, we're letting ourselves off the hook because it is not healthy, mind, body, and soul, to hoard those negative feelings about things you can't even change from your past. Not forgiving is like drinking your own poison and we definitely don't want to do that, right? So just remember, forgive yourself and forgive others. It feels a whole lot better. It's another episode of A Sincere Moment with Shanti Sincere Slade. Love you guys. That sounds like a sermon. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, sincere is wonderful. We had her. We had her. You guys should look up the show with Sincere. Um, we, uh, she's wonderful. And, and uh that just ties into everything we're talking about here. And it's, it's amazing, you know, how every time we hear a sincere moment, then we, we can tie that right into what, what we're talking about, you know. And it's, it's just amazing. So we love sincere. Anyways, um, and she's on every week. Um, she'll, she'll, she'll do a little sincere moment every week. So um, I just, I just want to recap everything with you guys because we're, we're running short on time here. Go over real quick what you guys are doing. Give out the phone number to website, and then we'll – go with you Pearson and we'll I just want the big message here is this hope if there's a brother and sister out there Absolutely. that throughout the country uh, here in Massachusetts 
you need help, it's available. And Tom could touch base on you know, some of the numbers we've got here to get you. Please reach out to us. You, yeah, don't, you don't have to suffer. No, there's, there's help. There's help. And, and, and you been. know, and Tommy and, 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 you know, Joe, you guys are out there helping Mike, too. Mike, yep. um, everybody, you know, well, you call us, first. call the show, whatever, you know. It, 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 there is help out there for families, as we just learned, right. and, for the, and for the first responder themselves, you yeah. know. To kind of bring it all together for this particular program, mm-hmm. I think the takeaway is the data shows us that over 80% of suicides have alcohol involvement. Oh, yeah. Sure. And... Trauma and addictions tie together with our uniform services. Yeah. In the old days, to talk about it, you would talk about it for 20 years and not get any relief. We have some great new tools out there, advanced psychological tools, okay. that sometimes in single sessions, we can knock down the thing that's really driving the anxiety levels or the, the push yep. that we use the addiction piece to yep. medicate. Okay. And so there's new stuff coming down the pipeline. I'm working on something with someone in Pennsylvania that we're releasing this year that uh, people in a detox facility, we haven't had anyone go AMA in the past year with over 400 people. Wow. So, you know, there's, there's things coming down the road that make a difference. So yeah. I, my message, I guess, would be to all uniforms, it's okay to talk about it today yeah. because there is something. It's not just going to be empty talk. Yeah. We yeah. can do something and move it to a place well, it belongs. I, and real quick, I, I, mean, I think we're, and, and I know being in the treatment field for the last 20 some years is that we're finding that mental health plays a huge role in the in the addiction and and i think almost everybody has a dual diagnosis nowadays you know i mean it, it's it's you know it goes i think it goes hand in hand and that's where you guys come in especially with the police officer police officers but first responders it's huge you know well, that, I, the I, mental health i piece. think the big piece is you know and you know they, they go to a facility like genesis house or the, and they come up to our facility at, on site yep. and on site it's a non-profit they, they go at the underlining issue whatever's mm-hmm. driving the train but you have to be detox first, yep. and you need a good foundation. And yeah. that, thank God for places like these places mm-hmm. that are out there that understand what we do. Absolutely, the pair work is the key. Yeah, cops on cops. Oh uh, yeah, fire on fire. The pair work is the key. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Well, and Pierce, you want to give us a quick uh, summary of of your absolutely of of, uh, of well, you're not the you're the pod father. So <laughs> yes, I am. You, you yes, fin- You'll see me next week. <laughs> <laughs> you can finish the show. <laughs> <laughs> well, I uh, I sincerely hope that uh, nobody has to come meet me in the House of Corrections yep. because their uh, addiction or any activities involved with it. But uh, if if that is a place that you find yourself because of uh, your addiction, uh, there like uh, uh, like we were saying, there is hope. Uh, there is hope in God. There is hope in Jesus Christ, and uh, and there are. Uh, people out there who will uh, help bring that message to you and, and uh, prayerfully we can uh, we can uh, get you into recovery absolutely mm-hmm. now is there now family members out there is there anybody that they can contact you somehow or is yeah, that yeah. more call, more call, call, call the if, if, if you want to if you want to contact me and just let me know this is what uh, your loved uh, my loved one is going through and they happen to be incarcerated in the house correction and it'd be great if you checked in on them chaplain uh, just call call the uh, call the Middlesex House of Correction. The numbers on the website, and just okay. ask ask for Pastor Pierce. Okay, perfect, ask perfect, Pastor good, Pierce. Good. Well, guys, thank you very much. Thank uh, you. It was, thank you. You know, it was wonderful. You know, learning about all this. And again, the uh, the first responders are near and dear to my heart. And Mike Miles, we love you. Um, Pierce did a good job for the Podfather. <laughs> and, and let's keep the family of uh, let's keep the family of Sergeant Chesna. Uh, yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, uh, please, yeah, please for police. all all the and all the police officers yeah. and first responders we've lost. Home, so. Safe at night. Well that's all for today's show. We are your friends in recovery broadcasting live from this beautiful Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. Don't forget you can uh, reach out to us at help at friends in recovery podcast dot com. That's our email. Our phone number is 800 989 
800-668-6504 and we can give you any of the information you know on our website or or the 800 number that you heard here today and you can find us on facebook twitter instagram and be sure to like us and subscribe subscribe is the most important subscribe so you get these shows every week and come on get sober with us thank you guys thank you show thanks Opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.